Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Italia Show. I'm your host and today we're talking about debt. I'll be talking about how I paid off $60,000 in 11 months, the strategies I use and the strategies you can use for whatever circumstances you may be in. Before we diggity dive in, I want to chat with you entrepreneurs out there. Entrepreneurs, you ever felt burnt out? You want to grow your business but you're feeling overworked and that you're starting to spiral downward? relationships are taking a hit and all you want to do is break through the barrier to explode your business my man scott anderson from double dare you has got the sauce for you and i'm not talking sauce you put on your food i'm not talking about the juice either i'm talking about the sauce scott is an entrepreneur coach and business consultant who has helped scale over 550 businesses wow the man has helped over 2,200 executives and has been a proven leader for optimizing performance, scaling businesses, and refining leadership. Hey, speaking from experience, he's consulted me before and it was well worth it. He's offering the Nicholas Natale Show listeners, or the Italian Stallions, as Jake Roquet calls them, a free consultation call. Visit doubledareyou.us to schedule your free consultation call today. That's double dare you, D-O-B-U-D-O-U-B-L-E-D-A-R-E-Y-O-U dot U-S for your free consultation call. And since you're going online, go ahead and go to the NicholasNatale.com slash shop. It's got merch. Go to YouTube.com slash NicholasNatale for videos every single Monday. We have a great side hustle series coming up and leave a five-star review for this podcast. Do it. And share this episode with a friend on the social medias. Shoot it to them in a message, screenshot it, post it up. Tell everyone you know. If you want to be a sponsor for the podcast, reach out to me, at Nicholas Natale, on Instagram for more information. Also, this Sunday, February 28th, and the Sunday of March 14th, I am doing personal finance reviews. I'm meeting with you guys one-on-one for 30 minutes and seeing where I can help you guys meet your goals. It's free. I'm not charging diddly. The link to sign up for a time slot will be in the show notes, or you can go to my Instagram and click the link in the bio. Those will both do the job. Riddle for this week. What asks no question? What asks no questions but requires many answers? Stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out. That was the intro. Now here's the episode. Woo! Ah. Here we go, baby. Let's talk about debt. Let's talk about debt. When should you start trying to pay off your debt? Immediately. Of course. I mean, that's the answer you were expecting. But I'd say there is a miniature checklist before trying to pay off your debt. There's a couple things you got to do first. First, you should have two grand saved in an emergency fund or one month's expenses saved, whichever one of those is greater. That's money liquid that you can pull out quick in case of an emergency. Also, step two, checklist part dose. If your employer offers a retirement account with an employee match, you should match it. For example, a couple of my friends in the medical space, their employers offer a 3% match for their retirement. You need to take this. It's free money. You need to match the full 3% or whatever percentage it is your employer offers. Usually it works like this. If you put in the full 3%, they will put in 3% as well. You know, you get 6%. If you only do 2%, they only match 2%. You have to see what's going down with your specific employer. But in any case, you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Those are the two things that you should have going for you before you try to start paying off your debt. 
And the employer thing doesn't apply to everybody, but if it applies to you, do it. All right, so you've completed your miniature checklist, and now you can start tackling your debt. But where do you even start? You got eight loans, you got credit card debt out the wazoo, the credit cards are going off the rails. Where should your focus be? And let me explain the two most common strategies used to pay off debt. And then, then, then we'll see where you should start. Maybe we'll have a better idea. So the first strategy we're going to talk about is the avalanche strategy. Now, the avalanche strategy is somewhat what it sounds like. In short, you're paying the minimum on all your debts, but then taking the extra money you have remaining and tackling the debt that has the largest interest rate. Once the debt with the largest interest rate is paid off, I feel like I'm saying that weird. Once the debt with the largest interest rate is paid off, you take the amount you're putting into that debt and put it into the debt with the next highest interest rate. And you continue this process until they're all paid off. And I'm a man of practicality, so let's put this into actionable steps. Nothing gets me more riled up than information without practical implementation. Let's, let's do this. So the first thing, this is, this is the first thing you want to do. You want to create a list of all your debts. I'm talking student loans debt, I'm talking credit card debt, all that jazz. And then once you have listed them out within this list, you're going to order them from the loan that has the highest interest rate to the lowest. The highest to the lowest. And now that you have a list, you know, this doesn't mean you only throw money at the one with the highest interest rate. You have to pay the minimum dues on all the other guys so you don't get blasted. So pay those minimums. It's the next thing you got to do. And then after you've paid your minimums on all those other ones you have, you're going to throw down extra cheddar onto the loan with the highest interest rate. With every available dollar you have, toss that onto the loan with the highest interest rate. You got to pay extra on that one. You're, you're reducing the amount you owe at that insanely high rate. And shoot, credit cards? Forget about it. Those babies are between like 18 and 24%. It's crazy. So let me give you some numbers. You know, I'm, I'm going to explain this into the dirt. Really, you pay off the highest, the one with the highest interest rate. Once that one's done, you go to the next highest interest rate and then the next one. But we need some numbers. We'll do a little quiz. I'm going to list out some debts, and you're going to tell me which one would come first in the pecking order if you wanted to use the avalanche strategy. So let's say you got a credit card with a balance of 6000 on it with a rate of 21%. And a minimum payment of 200 bucks. Then you got a student loan with a balance of 4,000, with a rate of 5%, and a minimum payment of 100 bucks. Then you got a personal loan for whatever you do personal stuff with, with a balance of $2,000, a rate of 7%, and a minimum payment of 150. What's the order? If you're doing the avalanche strategy, which one comes first? Say it out loud. Wherever you are, if you're in your car, you're in the grocery store, wherever you are. Which one comes first? And even even if you're saying it, it's uncomfortable. You gotta get uncomfortable. You gotta trust me. Paying off your debt, you're gonna have to get used to being uncomfortable a little bit. So, the order would be credit card with the balance of six thousand with a rate of twenty one percent, and then the personal loan with a rate of seven percent, and then the student loan with five percent. It makes sense, you know. It's pretty straightforward. So what are the benefits to using the avalanche strategy? One, it helps minimize the total cost of borrowing. And two, it helps you pay as little interest as possible. 
something to keep in mind about this strategy though is you you won't have instant gratification of seeing a loan paid off quickly with this strategy you're tackling the big boys first you know this isn't a strategy made for instant gratification it's it's big moves only so those guys with the higher interest rates usually tend to take a little longer to pay off that's all right that's all right we have a whole nother strategy to consider if that's not your style so the other strategy to consider i'm going to take a swig of water i earned it i told you a whole strategy ah nice the next strategy is the snowball strategy and the snowball strategy is also kind of what it sounds like you start with a loan with the smallest amount of debt on it pay it off and move up to the next biggest guy until you're you're all paid off all right so what are the steps to this strategy they're similar but different to the avalanche avalanche same same but different First thing you're gonna do, same thing, you're gonna create a list of all your debts, but you're gonna order them a little differently. Create a list of all your debts and then order them from the smallest balance to the largest. With, with the snowball, you don't care about interest rates. You don't care about minimum monthly payments. You don't care about anything else. The only thing you care about is the balance. Two, you're gonna pay the minimum on all your debts. Three, you're gonna pay extras. You're gonna pay extra on the smallest balance. Each month, you put in extra money toward the loan with the smallest balance. Your goal is to aggressively pay off the smallest guy, get him out of here. And then four, you're going to build on your success. You're going to build on that momentum. After you've paid off the smallest guy, you're going to cross it off the list and move on to the next smallest guy and take everything you were paying toward the smallest loan and apply it to the next one on top of the minimum payment you were already making. And as you finish paying each debt, your total payment toward the next one will grow larger and larger. And little note here, that should happen in either strategy. Each time you pay off a debt, take the money you're putting into that debt and then lay it onto the next one. Bigger payments do more damage. It'll help you pay them off faster. You know, it's not like you paid off one and then that that money you were using to pay off that one, you get to go spend on shopping stuff. Put into the next loan. You pay off your stuff faster. So let's talk numbers for the snowball. We can do another little quiz. You don't have to say this one out loud. You can say it inside your noggin. Let's say you have a personal loan of five grand with an interest rate of 7% and a minimum payment of 200 bucks. You got a credit card with $18,000 owed and an 18% interest rate and a minimum payment of 500 bucks a month. Then you got a student loan of $1,000 at 5% interest and a $100 minimum monthly payment. Which one comes first? Snowball. Which one are you doing first? You guessed it. The student loan with uh, $1,000. Then the personal loan with $5K. And then the credit card with $18K. Because Snowball doesn't care about the other stuff. Only cares about the balance, baby. Only care about that balance. So snowballing is the positive reinforcement plan. You know, the difference between Avalanche and Snowball. Snowball gives you those smaller wins sooner. And you might pay more interest in the long run with Snowball, but Snowball typically provides motivation to keep going because you see progress sooner, you know? If you find positive reinforcement in small victories, and even better if you don't have a lot of high-interest debt, Snowball is a pretty good strategy. If you have some particularly high balances on high-interest loans, 
and it might make more sense on uh, paying those guys down first since the long-term cost could be significant. However, whichever strategy you end up going with, it's important to choose one that you feel you'll be able to stick with all the way through. The avalanche strategy can't save you money if you quit halfway. You know, you're trying to save out on that, paying that extra interest. But if you just stopped, you're screwed. You're donezo. So better to choose one strategy and go all, go all out. Go all out or go all in. <laughs> Either choice. So, yeah. So the snowball could could potentially... It, it, it won't help you save as much in the interest as the avalanche, but it could help you save yourself by staying motivated. Personally, when I paid off my 60K, I used the snowball strategy. I banged out the smallest guy first, banged those boys out. And I think this worked well for me because I was on a quick path to pay. I was trying to pay him off pretty fast. So the motivation, it was helpful. Um... But I also, I wasn't throwing in the extra money I had at the end of the month. I was throwing in all of it. I was throwing in all the money I had every month. So knocking those little guys out quick was super helpful. Um, and I think, honestly, I, I do think those wins may have mattered more because the sacrifice I was taking was greater. However, once again, I'm unbiased. I think either strategy is worthwhile. I think they're both good, and I think you can't go wrong. What I believe is more important than the strategy you choose is the behaviors and habits you create. That's for certain. Whoa! Knocked my my pop filter off, but that's all right. You guys, you guys saw it at home. If you're watching online on the tube right now, you saw it. <laughs> you saw it go down. Um, so yes, in order to pay off your debt, you need to lower your expenses, and that comes down to behaviors. You have to. There's no world where you don't have to lower your expenses to pay off your debt. So, for example, when I lived in the Burb, I stayed in a five-mile radius, Monday through Friday. It's a very small circle. I'd drive 20 minutes to the beach on the weekends, and I'd stay there for three nights. And I'd drive 20 minutes back, and I'd stay within that five-mile radius once again. I was saving gas, is what I'm saying. And if I needed to go further than that, I asked for a ride. I rode public transportation. I rode the bus and the train. You had to do bus and then train a few times from North County, San Diego to San Diego proper. That's like not even that far. I guess it's like 50, maybe like 50 miles, 45 miles. And it costs $2.50 for 50 miles one way. Um, But it also took like four and a half hours. It was so long. Oh my gosh, it was grueling. But it gave me a lot of time to think. And I actually read a book. (laughs) while I was on the bus. And I say this because you're going to have to start finding the positives in cutting expenses. You're going to have to start enjoying the simplicity that the low expense life has to offer. And let me say this, you know. Let me say this before I give more ways to cut costs. You know, my friends don't want to hang out with me because I can buy things when we hang out. They hang out with me to hang out with me, right? You get what I'm saying? So don't feel pressured to buy things when you're in social settings or social social circumstances. You know, if your friends go out to eat, bring your own food. Who cares? Who cares what the haters say? And I feel like your friends are here to support you, or at least they should be. They should support you on your debt-paying-off cause because otherwise, 
they're not very good friends. <laughs> they should want to hang out with you for you. I like I I really can't think of a time. I mean, I I feel blessed when I say this. I can't think of a time my friends were like they may have like poked fun a little bit, but they supported they supported my cause. Um so there you go. And I, I I did this every I did this every single day for a year. I brought my own food to restaurants while my coworkers ordered food. They'd offer to buy me food and I would decline. You know, it's my own journey. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that on them. I'm not saying you'd have to decline, but I'm saying I did. And my friends and family would say that was weird when I brought food out to restaurants and stuff. But it's not weird, it's smart. It's how I paid off my debt. I don't care about looking cool. I don't. And I don't think I don't think you should either, especially when it comes to this. You know, there's a handful of people in my life that I allow their opinions to mean something to me. I don't care if a work acquaintance talks trash because I don't buy food when we go to restaurants. Their opinion means nothing to me. Nothing. You got to you got to be clear on whose opinion you really care about. If somebody's making fun of you, for for ordering a water cup you know doesn't matter get them out of here i'll order a water cup from jack in the box i don't care i don't care if somebody somebody looks me in the eyes and says something really mean like too poor for a soda why would anybody even say that it's none of their business you know we only have so much control in this life and one of the things we do have in our control is decisions we get to make for ourselves Getting into debt and getting out of debt are both decisions you get to make for yourself. So going forward, streaming services, that's an easy cut. Cut those. Share an account, whatever you got to do, but you don't need those. Entertainment type stuff, you don't need that. You really don't. If you can bike or walk to work, do it. Heck yeah. As stated a little bit, don't eat out. You can go out. You don't have to eat out. Do free activities for fun. Play sports. Basketball, if you got a wetsuit and a surfboard already, go surf. Go take a hike. Read a book. Go to the library. Cut the expensive gym membership and get into calisthenics. Do some bodyweight stuff. Buy a pair of dumbbells off of OfferUp and go to town. You don't need a $50. You don't need a $50 membership, monthly membership. Oh, my gosh. Whew. And in the snowball and the avalanche examples, I didn't mention auto loans for a reason. If you have an auto loan, sell that car. Do it. Break even on that money if you have to, just so you don't have to have those payments. Do you need a nice car to feel like you have value in this world? I'll tell you right now. You're valuable enough. Material possessions don't make your character better, and those car payments are eating into the time it's going to take you to pay off your debt. You're trying to put along that? Ugh, it's already hard as it is. Cut your food budget. Let me let me take another swig. I'm getting fired up. I got a good one for here. This one right here. Delectable. Cut your food budget. And wait a minute. I didn't tell you to eat less. That's what you heard. I didn't know you heard that. I didn't say that. Told you to cut your food budget. Do you really need an $18 can of almond, almond butter, almond milk, whatever comes in cans of $18? It's almond butter, right? Do you need, just, just have rice, chicken, broccoli. You'll do just fine. Change your diet to stick within your allotted budget. I can't tell you how many times when I was paying off my debt, I got to the cashier 
you know, they'd ring up the last two items and they'd go over my budget and I'd have to say, hey, I'm not going to get these anymore because I couldn't afford it. I'm not going to let a pack of ding-dongs stand in between me and my goal to become debt-free. You got to do what you got to do. Order off the dollar menu. Have the same meal every day. Do what it takes, baby. I ate fish sticks for every meal for three weeks straight. I ate PB&Js for over a month straight. And I had hotel eggs for weeks on end. My work sent me out to travel. I had hotel eggs every single meal. There wasn't a meal I didn't have hotel eggs. It was it was hard. Ugh. Not the eggs, just the experience. But that's stuff you gotta do. Housing. Housing is where the biggest sacrifice comes into play, in my personal opinion, you know, or like where you can, you know, you can make the biggest adjustments. As you know, I lived in the burb, but I do think there's an alternative strategy here that can be employed. You can live with a bunch of roommates. Did you see that one coming? If you live with a bunch of your friends, it won't be too bad. And especially if they share common passions as you. Think about this. You got eight filmmakers under one roof. Not only do you save money, but you have an opportunity to make some cool stuff. You got eight basketball players under one roof. Not only are you saving money, but you're getting better at your game. So it's about finding it's about finding the right people to live with. And I honestly, for real, I'm being for real here. If you can find enough roommates, you can really, really cut down on your housing expense. And you don't have to do it forever. You don't. You can do it for a year, two years, and you will be surprised at how much money you can save. A key to paying off your debt that no one talks about all that often, I don't hear it. My ears to the ground, I'm trying to hear the buffalo coming. No one really talks about generosity. Don't stop being a giver because you're in debt. You gotta tithe and dedicate a percentage of your income to blessing others, even if it's half a percent. We never want to get out of the habit of being a giver. Another thing Another thing is faith. Have faith that you're going to pay off your debt and that God will provide. Free your mind from doubt and worry. And here's how you know the difference between worry and concern. Worry immobilizes us, while concern propels us into action. You can be concerned about your finances, but never worry. Make a plan, stick to it, you'll get out of debt. That was the episode. Uploads every Friday, baby, 6 a.m. Next on the financial chat list is uh, Roth versus traditional IRA. Which one's the best move? Should be a banger. Quick reminder from our sponsors of this episode, Scott Anderson, the legend. He's an entrepreneur coach that is excited about getting your business to the next level. As a listener of the show, cash in your free consultation call by visiting doubledareyou.us. That's D-O-U-B-L-E-D-A-R-E-Y-O-U.us for free consultation call. Grow that business. Break through those plateaus, baby. Scott's got my full endorsement. You should do it. It's free. Why would you not? Since you're online, go ahead and go to the shop. Once again, YouTube, subscribe to it. YouTube.com slash Nicholas Italian. And please give this a five-star review and share it with your friends. Share it with your friends that are in debt and are in denial about how bad debt is. Share it with them. I actually didn't even cover cover how bad debt is or why it's so bad. I just kind of assumed you would know. It's very bad. That's terrible. Are you trying to pay somebody else hundreds of dollars every month when that hundreds of dollars could be going into your pocket that you could invest 
you know what? That's another thing. Since we're here, the people who have the strategy of like, my my debt is 4%, so I'm going to invest this other because I'll get an ROI of 10% when I invest. That's silly. Just bang out your debt. Get it, get it over with. You should have no debt. Debt is bad. The only times I can even think of having debt in a, a good scenario is maybe starting a business even though i feel like there's there's ways and where you wouldn't have to do that we'd have to have a conversation or buying a house and you'd want to have at least 20 percent down on that house minimum those are my hot takes those are quick we'll probably do another conversation on that but don't be fooled by people who are saying like i can afford this car payment because my investments actually have a higher rate. stop it no debt is good cash is king baby buy things in cash and you'll be all right that was a little side rant. If you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, reach out to me at Nicholas Itali on Instagram for more information. Real reason you're still here is for the riddle. What asks no questions but requires many answers? A doorbell. A doorbell. Well, we love you guys from the intern, the super fan, the intro chick, from me. We all love you so dearly and are so thankful you tune in each Friday. Go pay off that debt. I love you. Bye-bye.